Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host. Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And today, I want to talk about toxic mindset. This is a teaching podcast. So as always, go and grab your Bibles and take some notes if that's what you desire to do. I have some really good things to share with you. Now, let me give you the quote of the day. Your mind is the birthplace for the next big thing God wants to do. I want you to remember that. Now let's start here in Romans chapter eight, and we want to look at verse number five. This is our launching pad today in Romans chapter eight, verse number five. This is, in my estimation, a familiar passage of scripture, and it might be for you as well, but I want to look at another translation in the NIV version, and it reads like this. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on the fleshly desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Now, this is a really powerful scripture because it gives me the power of choice. And one of the things that I want you to know that you have the power of choice is something that God has given you. As a matter of fact, I believe it's a gift. And some people can take a gift and use it for the wrong reasons. And some people can take a gift and use it for the right reasons. But at the end of the day, you can't blame the outcome if you've taken something that God has given to you and you're using it for the wrong things. Notice again what it says. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on the flesh desires. In other words, this is a person who has chosen to live their life based on the flesh. But the flip side is those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. If you choose to set your mind on the spirit, then you're just going to desire spiritual things. And this is this dichotomy that we have in this world where people say, I had no choice. That's not true. Yes, you did. Everything in life, you have to make a decision and decide what you're going to do. And God is not going to make these choices for you. Like I said before, I wish he would. It would make things so much easier, but then we would be robots. We don't want to be that. So I want you to understand today, you have the power. Please hear me because we live in a world where people feel like they are powerless, but you're not going to get that on this channel. I want you to understand what you truly have before you. I want you to make a decision, especially if you are a believer, if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Christ. That does not mean you are perfect. But what that means is the perfect one lives inside of you. Yet and still, you have to make a choice to live for God. And so in the midst of everything that's going on in the world, and it's just so much drama, you go to bed, you wake up, it's something else. But I don't want you to be moved by that. 
I want you to learn and practice how to focus your mind on spiritual things. And not all of this fleshly desires is enough to drive you crazy. And so I appreciate Paul. Now, he really articulated this to help us to understand that there's a fleshly side of us and there's a spiritual side of us. And so we have to make a choice and a decision to do it. Now, everybody, well, not everybody, but it seems like it anyway. They're talking about changing your mindset to manifest what you desire. I get it. I understand it. But here's the real question that I want you to think about today. How do you know when it's time to change your mindset? There's no clock. There's no calendar. There's no app that I can put on my phone that's going to tell me when I need to change my mindset. And after all, like I said, God is not going to do this for you. And we have to remember these things. So how do I know? How do I find this out? How do I figure this out? Because the truth of the matter is all of us have been thinking a different way than somebody else for as long as we can remember. We don't all have the same thoughts or the insights and a lot of the stuff that is in our mind is coming from our subconscious. And we've been thinking this way for a very long time. Or maybe you've had a rough patch and your attitude has just simply gotten out of whack. But when you start having more negative days than good ones, then it's time to change your toxic mindset. That's the number one way you know is when you are more negative than you are positive. And I have this in my own life, man, and I have to really, you know, speak to myself. And in those times, man, I got to really get away. I got to go away. If it's nothing more than 24 hours, get a hotel room, you know, drive up the road, go to the beach. I got to take a walk. I got to do something to free my mind from negative thoughts. And a lot of the negative thoughts are things that are going on on the outside that I let in. And a lot of the things are just going on in me. But since there's not, again, something that I can buy, something that I can find that's going to tell me, the reality is you need to listen to your self-talk. Listen to the things that you're saying. You know, feel yourself, really. If you feel like I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm frustrated all the time, I don't have anything good to say about people, I don't have nothing good to say about myself, that's the beginning of a toxic mindset. Because watch this, nobody comes out of their mother's womb toxic. Nobody truly desires to be toxic, in my opinion. But we have to remember there are just a lot of things in our society and in our culture that's helping us to become something we don't want to be. And you got to be very proactive about keeping toxicity out of your thoughts, out of your circle. Make sure that the people that you are around, that they're speaking life into you. You cannot be around everybody as a believer. That's just a fact. It's just not going to work for you. It's not going to work for me. It's not going to work for anybody living for God today. Because again, the world is so wicked now than what it was 30 years ago. People are concocting up things in a split second. So you're going to have to be very diligent. You cannot be lazy about the things that you are watching, about the people that you are around. You're going to have to make sure to keep my mind stayed on Christ. I got to really get in my word. I got to make sure that the people around me, I'm investigating it. Because watch this, you will become the people you hanging out with. 
So you need to check your circle. And if you again have become just more negative, you have no passion, no zest for life. Everybody's wicked. And you got to get that. When you start saying things like, you know, everybody's lying, everybody's no good, then that must include you too. <laughs> if you say in everybody. So we got to get this and watch it and help ourselves to turn this around. And you can, because watch this, our mindset is what produces the thoughts that we have. That is the attitude that shapes our thinking, which controls our actions and how we feel about ourselves. So again, if you have a negative attitude, then your thoughts are going to always be the worst. It's never positive. There's never a great outcome. Everything is the worst. And when you have a positive or healthy thought life, watch this, you can create a better environment for yourself and those around you. Now, I want you to think about that. You can help your own self. So I want you to be selfish right now. I know sometimes we say that's not good to be selfish, but in this situation, it is. You need to be thinking about you. Some of us are in a bad situation because we're always thinking about other people, but they got their own life. They got their own thoughts. They got their own decisions that they've got to make. And that's one of the reasons why I believe it's so much anxiety in the world. We are too busy thinking about other people than ourselves. You are your best number one advocate. So you need to be thinking about you. Hey, you know why? Because you're going to need your mind to make a decision. You're going to need your mind to help you get to the next level. You're going to need your mind so you don't lose your mind and do something that's going to destroy your life. And here's what I believe. When you are right, people benefit from that. So in other words, I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me and they get to benefit. So the reality is I'm doing things to become a better husband and my wife benefits. My kids benefit. Do you hear what I'm saying? But if you're doing it for somebody else, they are constantly controlling you about what they want you to be. No, you need to be selfish in this regard that you've got to make sure that you are becoming the best version of yourself and having God in your life is going to help that because we just cannot do this in and of our own selves. I've tried it and failed. I'm sure you've tried and failed too. So we got to have a greater power in us motivating us and helping us to be the persons that we desire to be. Now, I'm going to give you six quick things that can help you determine and detect if you have a toxic mindset. So you may want to write these down. Here's number one. You're always focused on failure instead of succeeding. Constantly focus on the negative. Well, what if I fail? What if this doesn't happen? What if that doesn't happen? You've talked yourself out of anything that you want to do or you believe God has called and told you to do and have ordained you to do. So we've got to get this. You feel angry and disappointed over every failure without celebrating the little small successes in your life. You constantly see yourself as a failure and unconsciously you're sending negative messages to your mind that will fail you every time. But watch this. Instead, this is what I want you to consider doing. Keep a success journal. I know that sounds crazy, but keep a success journal and write down every little success. 
and celebrate it. Take a moment and celebrate it. You know, some of us say, I'll never lose any weight. But you know what? If you lose 10 pounds, write it down and celebrate it. Celebrate it in your mind and say, God, thank you. You know, when I started out trying to lose weight, I never thought I could. And you know what? I lost two pounds or I lost five pounds. Now, the world probably not going to clap for you, but you got to learn to clap for yourself. And when you do that, those two pounds turn into four. 5, 10, 15, 25, 30, and the list goes on and on. You know how to create success? Write some things down and celebrate it. That's how you do it. And we don't really do that because we think, well, it's not helping me. No, it is. I want you. Now, this point here is worth you listening. We really need to learn how to really push our own selves And stop waiting for people to believe the best in us, to celebrate us. Give yourself your own boost of joy. Give yourself your own boost of confidence. And so when you begin to do that, you begin to see some powerful things. Point number two, you have a victim mentality. Now, I will say this. There are a lot of people with a victim's mentality. And here's how you know, you always blaming somebody else. If they would have done this, if my mama would have done this, if my father would have done this, if this person would have helped me, if this person would have prayed for me, if this person would have given me the $50 I needed, then I wouldn't be in this situation. No, you got to remember one thing. Nobody owes you anything. You might want to write that down. You probably won't, but you need to. Nobody owes you anything. So watch this. Anytime somebody does something for you, you need to be grateful because they don't have to help you. We got this mentality that we believe that people have to help us, especially church folk. We really do believe that people have to help us. There's a scripture in the Bible when Jesus was at the pool of Bethesda and he saw a man that had been lame for 38 years. And Jesus asked this man, he said, do you want to be made whole? The man start blame deflecting. Every time I try to get down in the pool, somebody beats me there first. But the reality is, Jesus said to the man, do you want to be well? Do you want to help yourself? Yeah, I realize you've tried and people keep getting in front of you. But listen, man, you've been here 38 years. Some of us have been in this situation too long. And the Lord is saying the same thing to you today. He's asking you a question. Do you want to be made whole or do you continually want to be a victim? I think, I believe you don't want to be a victim, but you need another way out. This is what I want you to do instead. Forgive and let the past go. Forgive the people and let the past go. You holding on to this is not helping you. Newsflash, a lot of the people you mad at, they don't even know you mad at them. A lot of people you frustrated with, they don't know and don't care. Notice they've gone on with their life and you still stuck. You got to let this victim's mentality go. That's so much in our society today. Everybody blaming. I tell my son this all the time. You got to take responsibility for the mess you made. You got to take responsibility for the things that you've done. You got to take responsibilities for the opportunities that you have received and you did nothing with them. So you can't blame anybody else but yourself. And I'm going to tell you something. It's very difficult because self-awareness is a monster. When you really look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I have had some opportunities and I blew all of them. 
and I can't blame anybody anymore. So you know what I got to do? I got to forgive myself. I hope you're hearing me. I got to forgive myself, forgive them, let it go. And say, you know what, God, the next opportunity that you're going to give me, I'm going to make use of it. I'm going to capitalize on it. I'm going to give my very best and leave the results up to God because he knows what you want. He knows it. And watch this. If God is setting up the situation for you, it should tell you how much he believes in you. So I want you to really consider that. Point number three, you have a social media envy problem. Yes, your problem is you got social media envy. We don't like to hear this, but I'm telling you, man, this social media is a monster. It's a blessing and a curse, man. It's a two-edged sword. And you got to be careful because can I tell you something? We got people posting vacations and clothes and how their body looks. And when you see things, you start to feel bad about yourself. I don't know if you've ever had woke up, you had a good day, and you looked at a couple Facebook posts and feeds on IG or whatever the case may be, and you looking at that stuff and you envy. You said, man, I wish I was in Hawaii. I wish I had a flat stomach. I wish I had this kind of killer body. I wish I had that car. All it does is set up poison inside of you. And can I tell you this? You got a lot of people on there. They're not living the life they're showing you. They're showing it to you, but that's not their life. That may not even be their car. You know, and people, we see people going around the world and traveling. That's good. That's great. But you know what? You'd be surprised at the things that they're doing and they're not even happy about it. So we really need to make sure that we are looking at ourselves correctly in this social media age that people are showing us. Can I tell you something? You don't have to be on social media. How about that? There is another alternative. You don't have to be a part of Facebook. You don't have to be a part of IG, Twitter, Snapchat, all the Periscope, man, it's so many to name. You don't have to be a part of that. If it's bringing you down, if it's making you negative, if it's turning you into Dracula, if you're a vampire, if you're turning into something you don't want to be, turn it off. If you don't turn it off, you're going to become somebody you don't want to be. Instead, this is what I want you to do. Think about what you do have. you got some things going for you. Do you know? See, we in this world of comparison. You know, everybody's comparing their sales to this person and that person. But as Christians and believers, we don't compare. We compliment one another. That's what we are called to do. We got to stop taking what the culture gives us and using it. It's worn out. It's broken. It cannot help you. There are so many people on this planet that wish they could have your life. And you may say, man, as bad as my life is, absolutely. There are some people who are sleeping outside and you slept in a bed. Come on. There are so many people who are outside with no food, but you had something to eat. There are so many people that are in the hospital about to die today in the next hour, the next 15 minutes. And you got out of the bed on your free will with the activities of your limbs. There are so many people, man, in this world. They wish they could have kids. And you got three and four of them. You need to learn how to flip this around and be happy and joyful that God smiled on you. Just because you're having a bad day, just because things are not going the way you plan, doesn't mean that God is not good. You do know that you have an adversary. You got an enemy called the devil. He wants to discourage. He want to wipe you out. He want to take you out. So we got to watch this social media. Man, turn it off. Pull the plug on it. 
There are a lot of good things, however, that are going on in social media. But you got to know where you are in the time and season of your life. And if you just not there, my advice to you is turn it off. Point number four, you see work as a chore. So many people see work as a chore. They don't see work as a blessing. They don't see using their gift and talent as a way to be a blessing to the world. But that's how you got to start doing it. You dread, you hate going to work. You complain about the work, the people there. This is just a burden. But instead, I want you to start viewing your job as a way to provide value to other people. I don't care if you're working at Wendy's, McDonald's. See a way that you can brighten up somebody's day at the cash register just by a smile, just by encouraging somebody. Can I tell you something? There's value in every work that is legal, but we got to get our mind in the right place. I have gone to restaurants and a waiter has waited on me and I may have gone in there tired, groggy, a little bit frustrated, but their smile, their attitude, man, it boosted me up. It helped me to see some things that I wasn't seeing. Their life not perfect either. But you know what they did? They saw that that job was a way to provide some inspiration, some impact around somebody's life that needed it. And I'm telling you, it's just the little things. If you really start focusing in, it's the little things that mean a lot. So I want you to start looking at your job, the one that you hate. (laughs) The one that you don't want to go to, the one that was a blessing to you and now it seems like it's a curse to you. But trust me, man, you are blessed to have a job when there's so many people that don't have one. Look at it as a way to provide some value. That's what you got to do. Take a look at your job and say, you know what, I'm going to start using this as a way to minister to other people. And when I say minister to other people, I'm not saying take your Bible to work and start preaching, beating people over the head with the scriptures. No, in practical, simple terms, be nice to people, be hospitable, say something nice, encourage them, build them up. I'm telling you, man, this is valuable information that I'm giving you because some of us don't see the blessing in what we have. Sometimes people have to point out to us what we already have, but we're not using. And can I tell you something? This is a way for you to get to the next level and develop some skills in you that are lying dormant. That's one of the things we don't see. We don't see our job as a way that God has given us to fine tune a gift that we have inside of us that can cause of the blessings to come to you because you can recognize. You may have a recognition problem. There are a lot of people that do. They cannot recognize the obvious. So I'm praying that the Lord would help you to recognize the obvious thing that is right in your face and begin to use it to bless other people and build them up while you are being built up at the same time. Point number five, you obsess about things you can't control and change. Why do we do this? Why do we obsess about things that are not of our making? You complain about the weather. You complain about the government, the president. You complain about the traffic. You got road rage every day. You complain about what other people are wearing. I'm going to ask you this question. Is that your business? I mean, I, I really, is that your business? I mean, we are so involved in things that are not our business. Yes, I get it. The government is jacked up. People we vote for don't do what they say they're going to do. But you know what my mindset is? I don't have to participate in what the government is doing. You know why? Because I'm a part of another kingdom. 
I'm a part of the kingdom of God. Last time I checked, Jesus is still king. He's still sitting on the throne. He's still my Lord and Savior. I'm not focusing on what they're going to do for me in the government. I'm not looking for nothing from them. Listen, if I go to bed hot, get up, it's cold outside. You know what? It's another day that the Lord has given me. I'm going to put a hat on, an extra piece of clothing, and go out there and enjoy my day. If somebody driving and cut me off, yes, it could have caused an accident. But you know what? I'm going to thank God and I'm going to keep going. We got to learn how to focus on the things that matter. Your mind is filled with everything you don't like rather than what you can control. Watch this. Here's a revelation. What can you control? Yourself. You can control you. So identify how you can change and control your actions and thoughts and start making things a positive experience. Stop complaining and start taking action as it relates to you. And when you do that, you're going to start seeing abundance. You're going to start seeing things you could never see before. Feelings follow focus. Whatever you focus, you're going to feel. You got to change your focus. We have heard this a thousand times. You cannot hear it anymore. You got to do it. And I want to encourage you to do it. You got so much power inside of you. It's time to take some action. And here's my final point. Point number six, you lack gratitude for what you have. Many people, we lack gratitude. We are so busy being unthankful that we are not thankful. And so I want you to really take some time. Gratitude is a powerful thing. It's a multiplier. Whatever you thank God for, it multiplies. You thank God for health, more health multiplies. You thank God for your job, a promotion comes. You thank God for your children, they begin to do better. You thank God for your spouse and build them up, they become better. Anything you take time to gratify becomes greater in your life. So we have to remember to do that. How thankful are you truly? I mean truly how thankful and grateful are you about being in God's world? This is God's world that he has allowed you to be in. And so we got to really, again, take some time, slow down, and focus on identifying the positive things that you have every day. And I know this sounds redundant, point number six, but it needs to be said in a different way. We need to be grateful. Gratitude. That's not something every Thanksgiving. You know, you got people who are extra grateful on Thanksgiving or they thank God for this and that. Every day should be Thanksgiving. Every solitary day should be a day that I am thanking God. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I say is, Lord, thank you for another day. You know why? Because he didn't have to give it to me. God don't owe me nothing. I owe him everything. And this is the mindset that is going on in our world. I believe even among Christians today, we think even God owes us something. No, all to thee I owe. And when I really understand that and get that in my heart and mind, the toxic mindset I once had begins to dissipate. The frustration begins to go away. The heartache begins to go away. You know why? Because I recognize my own faults and failures. When you can recognize things inside of you, you don't need anybody to judge. You can judge yourself. That's what we got to start doing. Judge yourself and you won't need a judge. Help yourself. 
And you won't need all this other help that you are asking people to give to you. And when they don't, you get mad at them. I want you to remember this whole podcast is really trying to help you to see your need for God in every area of your life. Even the things you good at, you need God's help to continue to do it and to do it at a high level. Remember, you have power over toxicity. So I want you to take these six things that I've given you today and listen to it over and over again and allow yourself to take some action in your life. And when you do, things, trust me, are going to turn around for you. Well, that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I hope this really helped you and blessed you in some way. If it did, as always, shoot me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com and say, hey, pastor, this really helped me, charge me up. It helped me to take some onus for where I am in my life. I need to hear from you today. I don't know if these shows are blessing you if you don't reach out, so do it. Also, I want to encourage you to go to my website, thomasadeloach.com. Go there, take a look around see what we're about, see what I'm up to, see some of the things that we're changing and some of the things that we're doing so that I can always stay connected to you. And finally, if these shows are being a blessing to you, I want you to consider supporting me with any financial gift. Go back to that website, thomasadeloach.com. And I want you to click that donation tab there and give to your heart's desire. Every dollar penny you give helps me to create a quality show. These shows do cost money. I have people that I have to pay engineering to make sure that this show is quality and other things that I want to do, equipment that I want to buy, interviews that I want to do. Trust me, there are so many things that I want to do. And I do believe that there are a lot of you being blessed. So I want to encourage you and even challenge you today. Take a moment and give. Take a moment and financially support. I need your partnership so that I can continue to produce a quality show. Listen, I'm praying for you as always, believing God's best for you. This is going to be an extraordinary day. Believe it and you have the power to be great. And remember, above all else, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show, To Empower You. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at thomasadeloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.